0: States.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: now according to one of the articles i used for research in this episode more than a dozen abuse victims from the priests in new orleans have been interviewed in the last year by investigators and there are cases of clergy members going on trips with minors to camps in mississippi amusement parks in texas and florida where all All of these minors would be abused by priests. And it was both boys and girls. There's like, that's another thing. I think a lot of people have this misconception that the Catholic Church only targets little boys. I think, yeah, um, I would think it's safe to say a majority of them may be boys, but Mm -hmm. they don't discriminate. Okay. They're, they're...
1: But with the use of them traveling across borders, that's where the MAN Act can come in, right?
0: Exactly, because it has no statute of limitations, and it is because they're transporting them across state lines. Mm-hmm. So if they're going for a church outing to Six Flags over Texas, or if you're going to Florida, Disney World, or whatever, there's going to probably be paper trail of that. Yep, receipts. So when little John Doe A. and little Jane Doe A. are sitting here saying priest so-and-so molested them on a trip too, and they can pull those records and say, well, John Doe and Jane Doe A. were both on that trip, and so is the accused. It's just further proving. Right.
1: It gives them evidence to stand on
0: and I- somewhere to look and start looking. Exactly. It is believed that the federal investigators working this case are trying to seek access to thousands of secret church documents that were produced throughout lawsuits and were shielded through a confidentiality order that was in place when the church filed bankruptcy in 2020. Now, according to a source, I know, but let me get through this one little section here. According to this source who spoke to the Associated Press on complete conditions of anonymity, because they're supposedly not supposed to be speaking on this, the source stated that those records are said to document years of abuse claims, interviews with accused clergy, And will show a pattern of church leaders transferring problem priests without reporting their crimes to law enforcement. Wow. So you have a church that filed bankruptcy. Yep. They're abusing all the and this is all just the new orleans Mm -hmm. this isn't like the whole roman catholic church filing bankruptcy because we all know they got billions and billions of dollars (laughs) they don't even need to be filing bankruptcy and we'll get into why (laughs) later but they file bankruptcy which i feel like is in total can religious organizations even file bankruptcy i mean obviously they can because they did i just didn't know that religious organizations could even file bankruptcy
1: Yeah, don't get me lying. I have no idea.
0: I don't either, but they get all these tax benefits. I feel like they shouldn't be allowed. I don't know. I don't know enough to speak on that, but they do file bankruptcy, the church out of New Orleans. Um, One, sorry, I lost my train of thought. One accused priest in this investigation is that of Lawrence Hecker. He is in, in his 90s. And he was removed from the church in 2002 after accusations. He abused countless children throughout decades of service and wow. tons of out-of-state trips that he took as a member of or a leader of this church. He has been accused of everything from molestation to rape.
1: Ugh.
0: Richard Tarrant, an attorney for Hecker's alleged victims, wrote in a court filing, hundreds of records currently under the confidentiality order will reveal in no uncertain terms that at least four archbishops of New Orleans knew that Lawrence Hecker was a serial child predator. When asked last year about his crimes, he responded with, I'll have to hang up. And that is what... Oh my
1: God. Yeah, I'm sure there are hundreds of receipts and bank statements of him going on trips with kids and them coming back with stories.
0: Even if they didn't say any of those stories right away, obviously over time they've started to come out. But the fact of the matter is we know, especially from the 2001 Boston Globe spotlight stuff that these hierarchies within the Roman Catholic Church are notorious for, oh, You touched a little kid. Well, no, no sweat, Father John. You're just going to go to Parish XYZ in Podunk, Idaho or wherever. You're
1: getting a relocation. Surprise.
0: Yeah. Relocation package. You've got, you know, we bumped up your 401k. Like, way to go, Father John. No. Father John needs to find Jesus. (laughs) I'm not <laughs> it's just I have a lot of like and this is kind of what happened last time we did this So i'm gonna i'm gonna re refrain from what i have to say so um remember how i said in 2018 that a lot of these allegations in new orleans had started to come out and that u.s attorney peter peter something declined to press charges mm-hmm. um in this case, well, basically, it's he said that it would be hard to have a battle against the church, which I can understand because the church has a lot of power and a lot of money. And to put them right. on trial... And a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of political people are... Yes. They back that. So it's... You're attacking someone's religion when you're you're, saying that someone in this organization knew about this multiple people knew about this I mean I hate to say it but yes we are fundamentally attacking the organization as a whole Mm -hmm. and it puts a lot of people on edge because it's that we all want something to believe in we all want a leader we all want that person of yes I stand with them and they're the person I'm going to follow and our churches and our our religious leaders are right. that
1: and unfortunately they also have skeletons in their closets
0: they totally do so that's yeah they totally do and we I think that taking them to court is an extremely hard uphill battle and challenge because it is such a I mean we're talking hundreds and hundreds right. and hundreds of years of a religious organization that is tied deep into almost every major country in the Mm -hmm. the world um so yeah it it's hard to and when you have that kind of financial backing nobody wants to see their the pillar of a religious organization i mean roman catholic church we all yes there's multiple 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 different religions but Majority of people know about the Roman Catholic Church, and they're very prominent and they're very, very well off, well to do. I don't know what the right word is I'm looking for here, but they have a lot of prominence and a lot of power. And when you start attacking them, we're now attacking politicians. Yeah. You're now attacking political leaders. I mean, a lot of people are Catholic.
1: Yeah, but some, but they do the people that are responsible for these crimes do need to be held responsible for them. And I feel like that
0: that should be handled outside of the church. It absolutely should because it's a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. The church should not have anything to do with that. So... I want to go back, circle back to this, though. The 2018, they bring out all this stuff, and the U.S. Attorney Peter declined to press charges because he stated it would be hard battle against the church to put them on trial, um, accuse them of conspiracy, the publicity behind all of it, and this, basically, everything that happened in New Orleans around 2018, it's putting the church under an immense amount of pressure, yet again, because they're having to deal with these firestorm claims of sexual abuse well it's been reported that the bankruptcy the church filed in 2020 and all the documents that were sealed with it also froze a separate court battle over a ton of, diff- of confidential emails Ugh. describing the behind the scenes pr work that executives for the NFL New Orleans Saints did for the Archdiocese in 2018 and 2019 to help contain the fallout of the abuse claims from these clergymen. The New Orleans Saints have stated that they only helped with messaging, and the attorneys in the case have stated that court records that the New Orleans Saints officials joined the church's pattern and practice of concealing it's crimes. Mm-hmm. I'm over I here like conspiracy, that. cover up, conspiracy, blackmail, <laughs> good old boy network. I mean, it just, New Orleans is very much, I mean, that's everywhere. Good old boy network is still going on. Mm-hmm. It happens even here. Right.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good old boy network. But when you
0: have this, did you, I question, because I question everything did u.s attorney peter decline to press charges because he really felt like it would be a lost battle and not do not do the proper justice it deserves or did you not pursue charges because maybe you got blackmailed you're a part of this again i have no idea i'm not trying to accuse this person of anything but it's
1: too big of a fish to fry for one man
0: yeah I mean what I think I wrote in my notes that all of this just smelled like 3 3 day old reheated brussels sprouts from the mi- microwave in your break room. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> it is though. It's really gross. <laughs> it is though. It's gross like that, that gross. Yeah. I had a coworker It's uncomfortable
1: gross and just smells bad.
0: Yeah, and it's not just New Orleans, that's the thing. We know this is happening everywhere. I said it at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, just the different people. But you've got Theodore McCarrick. 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 I am like horrible at names. Theodore McCarrick. He is a former Roman Catholic cardinal in the U.S. who was defrocked over claims he sexually assaulted a teenager in New York in the 70s. Wow. Which he has turned around and said he has no recollection of the abuse and ple- pleaded not guilty. <gasps>
1: I'm sorry. What did... You... Oh, God. He has I no recollection. I have rec- amnesia. I have
0: no idea what I did. <laughs> yeah. I robbed the Seven Eleven of a Slurpee. I have no recollection of that. <laughs> he could have said any other word. Anyways. His lawyer clearly did not review that <laughs> statement, but the Catholic Church in Scotland announced that it was setting up an independent watchdog to deal with abuse claims against members of the clergy following a number of sexual scandals where the church was accused of failing to respond to concerns. Germany's top Roman Catholic, uh, Person, Cardinal Reinhardt Marx, offered his resignation over child sexual abuse scandals, saying it was important to him to share the responsibility of the catastrophe. Okay. That you created, bro. You did,
1: yeah. That,
0: well, well the sad part is he later rejected his recogna- resignation and the church didn't do anything about it. Oh, oh wait, they God. did. They just gave him a new place to go.
1: Oh, just kidding! You can go to this place; it's fine.
0: And you can do whatever you want to all these other kids, because no fuck? one's. We're gonna look a, turn a blind eye. Look, look the other way. In November of 2020, New York Attorney General filed a lawsuit against the Buffalo Catholic Diocese, alleging its leaders protected priests accused of child abu- sex child sex abuse. The Diocese has pleaded pledged full cl- cooperation with authorities. And another one was the French priest Bernard Prynant. Did I say that right, Megan? (laughs) And he was sentenced to five years in prison in March of 2020, so that was pretty recent, for sexually abusing dozens of children in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. During his trial, he told the court he had not understood how serious or grave (laughs) his crimes were...
1: I'm sorry. I just, these quotes. Wow.
0: You're leading a church of people that are, we're all sinners, right? Like I'm Mm not, we don't want to go too far down the religious rabbit hole, but if you choose to believe in a higher power and you choose that higher power to be God, you are basically accepting the fact that you are a sinner and we sin all day, every day. No one is perfect, but you're sitting here leading people and supposed to be leading people away from sin turning them to jesus and you're gonna sit here and say that you don't even know how grave your crimes are i don't remember that i don't remember i have no recollection i didn't think it was that big of a deal (laughs) what in what world in what world monsters uh his conviction though Wait, I was on the French guy, right? So mm-hmm. he said that he didn't, under, didn't think that his crimes were that serious. And then we have the Australian Cardinal George Pell, who was the most senior Catholic figure who has ever been jailed for crimes. He had his conviction for child abuse overturned in April 2020 and was freed from prison. Now the Australian High Court judges agreed that the jury had not pro- properly considered all the evidence presented at trial. The former senior advisor to the Pope had has consistently maintained his innocence. The church is basically doing nothing but aiding and abetting them.
1: Exactly. They're just they're trying to cover up the bigger message, not the one that they need to be exposing. Mhm.
0: They don't want to admit their wrongs. Correct. Pope John Paul II, who was the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican City State from 1978 until his death in 2005, which I do remember when he died, allowed the disgraced figures of the center of the Boston scandal that we talked about earlier, Bernard Francis Law or Cardinal Law, to be given a symbolic role in Rome close to the Vatican and allowed to maintain his ranks after everything that went down. Pope Benedict, who took over in 2005 and resigned in 2013, has been accused of failing to protect the children within the church and suppressing the investigation into the abuse, all claims that he has denied. And so, when he was Pope in 2011, Pope Benedict told bishops in new guidelines that they had to report any suspected cases to local police promptly, while previously all cases were supposed to be referred to directly to Rome, Mm -hmm. which is how Cardinal Law walked away, because they had proof that he knew that Father Gagan. Keegan, whatever his name is, pedo priest dude in Boston, was doing this and had been doing this, but Cardinal Law knew this, and they had proof of that. But because it wasn't a law, apparently until 2020, I'm sorry, 2002, that they were then reported, required to report the abuse to law enforcement. So reporting of abuse by a mandated person in Boston, priests were not among them. So priests didn't have to report any type of... So Cardinal no, Law walked just... away from his knowing of this shit because he is basically saying, well, it wasn't a law. I didn't...
1: I didn't have to tell you. I could just tell Rome and then they could fix it for me and sweep it under the rug.
0: And are we even actually even telling Rome until it gets to the point that it's become too big of an issue? Well, that's true. And then it's like, surprise, Rome. Right. <laughs> but I doubt that. I think they all knew. I think if you're especially for this Cardinal Law... Guy to then get promoted to this church in Rome, which they, everything I have by all accounts I have read, him getting transferred to that church in Rome was looked at as a promotion because you aren't a low level archdiocese, cardinal, bishop, yada, 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 Catholic person and get to go to rome because when you're in rome and you're in the vatican and you're there you're going to all the big big dog stuff all the big Mm -hmm. meetings and all the things where the conspiracy theorists and all those people run wild with what's really going on in the underground tunnels of the vatican and what they're really suppressing so a lot of people looked at him being as a promotion to get to go from boston to there and I think it's almost a slap in the face like oh you you knew about the rape and molestation of all these kids well good job father cardinal law douche canoe you can come to rome and come to our special city where we have no laws and you can just keep on <laughs> keeping keep it on raping kids like oh god i mean it is what it is yeah <laughs> thoughts comments you don't got much to say on that, Megan? I don't know. It's just,
1: it's just this thing that I keep saying. It's just a continued cycle of abuse, and until something's done about it, trafficking is still going to be present in the Catholic Church, whether they want to admit
0: it or not. I don't think they want to admit that it's human trafficking. They just want to admit that it's sexual abuse. But this is. You're taking kids across state line, and any kid that is involved in any type of commercial Sexual exploitation is automatically, by law, a victim of human trafficking, regardless of the state's age of consent. Because federally, the age of consent is 18, so I don't care if your state's age of consent is 16. Federally, it is against the law, and it is. It's straight up human trafficking Mm -hmm. at this point. Pope Francis had called for a decisive action when he was elected in 2013. He created a special panel that was set up to deal with the issues But that has had to deal with their own setbacks with several high-level resignations and scandals of sexual abuse like the ones we've been talking about here in New Orleans and probably other ones as well. In 2017, Marie Collins, an Irish survivor of abuse, left the group citing stumbling roadblocks and hindrances. During a summit in February of 2019, Pope Francis promised to end cover-ups saying that all abusers would be brought to justice. His announcement of changes to the law marked the biggest overhaul of the Roman Catholic Church's criminal code in decades. The new rule, which went into effect in 2022, makes sexual abuse, grooming minors for sex, possessing child pornography, and covering up abuse a criminal offense under Vatican law. The Pope said... That he ain't the aim was to reduce the number of cases in which the penalty was left to the discretion of the authorities. Basically, he's saying, So you just admitted it. <laughs> I mean, he's basically just giving the. I feel like they're not taking any responsibility or action. I do agree with you in that they should not be the ones to handle the. No penalty and the prosecution part of it, but I almost feel like he's kind of like, oh, well, we were supposed to be doing it, but now we're letting you do it, so y'all figure it out, but we're not really going to do anything. But they just admitted it. That's just what... Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. I mean, I, I don't know that I think that they've ever denied... Well, I take that back. I think in the beginning, in the early years of this, in today's day and age, I don't know that they'll necessarily deny... They can't deny that this has been going on or has gone on i think they would more deny if it was coming out that there were new allegations of like Mm -hmm. someone was taking advantage of last week or something but i think they just tried to sweep it under the rug more so than anything yeah in august of 2018 pope francis wrote to the roman catholics condemning condemning the sex abuse that had been going on and demanding, again, demanding <laughs> an end to the cover-ups. The cover-ups that you are the leader of. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I understand he understand. may not directly be covering up for Pope or <gasps> okay, for Cardinal well, that's fine, but Cardinal someone law. needs to
1: stand up and be like, oh, you know what? You know what happened in Boston? Like, that actually that actually did happen. Our, our bad.
0: Sorry. Right. Again, I'm not... I'm I am not saying that any of these popes have or have not sexually abused any children but to add to what you're saying Megan you are the leader of this organization mm-hmm. that millions of people are following so mm-hmm you may not have directly or indirectly done anything but as the leader you're the one that is going to ultimately have to take the brunt of the responsibility and the na- like be the public face of hey we screwed up we screwed up royally this is not okay and instead of sitting here saying oh we're going to do these political or these camp you know committees to stop this or we're going to enforce new laws no you need to come out and say We are removing every priest that has ever been accused of this until further matters have been resolved. Criminal actions have been taken because, yes, you are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law in the United States. But that's the other problem. This has been happening all around the world. So how do we go about combating and criminalizing all these people in other countries?
1: It's a large task. That's all I have to. I, it's, it's a, it's a it lo- is it's a lot. It's a really large task and until one leader stands up and does something
0: about it, there won't be any thing that anybody can do, unfortunately. Right, we're kind of our hands are tied. The only thing that the church has done is between the years 2000 and 2010, they have paid out an estimated 3 billion dollars. Like, it's been in the billions that they have paid out to the victims of these diocese settlements. So, if the church has billions of dollars. Is
1: that hush-hush money? uh Or is that, listen, we fucked up, we know that, sorry, money.
0: I think it's both. If you go back and watch Spotlight, like, they, they uncover that several of these victims were... Given settlements, they were forced to sign confidentiality agreements. It was all kind Ugh. of like swept under the rug type thing. Um, and they're, you know, obviously it's a cinematic movie, so take it for what it is. I don't think everything in it is, you know, completely factual, but they do highlight in the show that some of these people were told by the archdiocese and all these people within the Catholic Church that this never happens. This is, you know, let's let's try to keep... like We don't want to ruin the church. Let's try to keep this under wraps. So I think there definitely was some hush-hush about it. But my point is, if you're paying out billions, billions of dollars to cover this shit up, like, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money. In 2012... Pope Benedict told bishops in new guidelines that they had to report any uh, suspected cases to local police promptly. When previously, as we stated, all of those cases had to be referred to Rome and the Vatican. So that's the case with New Orleans. If they can use the man act, and I know we didn't really touch too much on all the things going on in New Orleans, because there really isn't a whole whole lot. The names of the victims and the survivors um, and and what happened to them isn't necessarily out and about. And this is an ongoing active investigation. And so there's not a whole whole lot to report on the actual situation within New Orleans. I think it's I find it interesting that the Saints PR saints got involved Mm -hmm. with the PR aspect of it that's interesting to me especially because you find a lot of these organizations are cross-connected with other major organizations so one would be inclined to believe that there's cross-contamination as far as corruption Mm -hmm. I find that interesting um I find it interesting and kind of appalling that they have paid out Billions of dollars. I mean, not appalling that they've given this money to these these victims and survivors because they need that. But I just find it disgusting that it's we have to spend billions of, billions dollars. of dollars on but, that. But no jail time. No real it's not even the jail time I'm going after. It's the fact that you're still allowing these people to be around other children. In what world is that? Okay, let's, let's break this down for just a second. If you were, say, a youth pastor at a church five minutes down the street from us and five of your 25 students came forward with allegations of you sexually abusing them, Our little church five minutes down the road isn't going to turn around. And granted, they're not the Roman Catholic Church, but they're not going to turn around and say, that's okay, Father so-and-so or pastor whoever. You're going to go to this church that we have in freaking Tennessee or whatever. No, they're going to be held accountable and go to jail or be tried by a jury of their peers. But that doesn't happen with the Roman Catholic Church. It's like they just get this they don't even get slaps on the wrist. They almost get the, you get traded to go somewhere else. Like you are not yeah. held accountable. And, and then you're, I got sidetracked. So you have this, someone who does this and they say they get out of it, they're now registered sex offender. They're not allowed to be anywhere near children. They're not allowed to be anywhere near a school or any of that. So if, if a priest was truly held accountable, they're not going to be transferred to another location where they are going to be in Catholic schools, where they're going to be in playgrounds around children because a true registered sex offender would not be allowed to do that. So why are the priests and the clergy and all the people within the Roman Catholic church or any other church allowed to do that. It's not fair because you and I no. aren't gonna be yeah. allowed to I'm do not that. Not above the law.
1: <laughs> no. No, yeah, it's it's
0: frustrating. Hopefully. So what are down all of line. your thoughts, opinions? I mean, that's pretty much the main the main thing is we're hoping that they can use this MAN Act because there is no statute of limitation. The MAN Act will allow them to prosecute some of these people, but I almost wonder if if it will expand outside of New Orleans because we know that this type of abuse, these priests were relocated. So mm-hmm. can we use the MAN Act in other locations and can we not use charges of aiding and abetting or accessory after the fact i feel like there
1: should they should be able to use it if they can effectively use it in this case in new New orleans i know we don't know a whole lot about what's going on and you know this isn't the first time that we've discussed this so i just hope that they do what needs to be done to where we can now set a new president's precedence for how you go forward when dealing with a religious entity
0: agreed i absolutely agree i mean i yeah
1: it's such a hard topic too though um because they have so much power and so much sway
0: they have a lot of power and i wonder if that's why a lot of people are scared to bring just like any type of justice forward or prosecution forward because of the statutes of power that these people possess.
1: I, I I would agree with that. I think that you've got a little bit of conspiracy going on there. I mean, I'm not
0: a conspiracy theorist, but... I think we all kind of can <laughs> When be. one is presented to you... <laughs> I am down for a good conspiracy if it is plausible, makes you think, can be like, okay, I can see where we're going mm-hmm. with this. I think that it just needs to...
1: It's just one of those things, like you, there's so many other religious organizations that have been taken down by things like this. And this one is still going strong because it has been around. I mean, it is one of the three major
0: religion. religions yeah. in the world. Right. Um, yeah. The, the I mean, power religion. behind it, I think, is when you were talking about other Other religious leaders, I know I have notes in here. We've got, like, Warren Jeffs from the LFLDS, whatever that church bullshit is. Um, And all of his, like, entangled sexual crimes. He was marrying. um, He had multiple wives. Many of them Mm. were minors. He had abused the boys, you know, physically and mentally. And same with the girls. Latin America, their most widely known sex scandal was that of Father... uh, Marcel, 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 if I'm saying that right. He was the founder of the Legion of Christ, a Roman Catholic congregation that was created in the 70s. He's been accused of sexually abusing at least 60 minors and fathering at least six children with three women that we know of. There's also a, I'd never even heard of this guy, David Brandt Berg. He is known as King David, Mo, Moses David, and Father David. And he founded the New Religious Movement, which is now currently known as the Family International. He founded this in the late 60s. And they had their claim to fame because of incorporating sexuality into their spiritual message and recruitment methods.
1: Well, yeah. And then you also have uh, the People's Temple with Tim Jones. Oh, was that the guy with the bunk beds? No, this was the Kool-Aid guy.
0: And he Drink was shot. Kool-Aid. He is. He it was like in South Africa. Is he the one where everyone died from drinking the Kool-Aid, but he was yeah. shot and no one knows how Diana. he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's the guy that had there was one who had um, a group of people and they were all dead. I don't know if they drank Kool-Aid or what they did, but they were all like all in bunk beds and they all had sheets over over there like bodies. Do you know what I'm talking about? You were definitely not born. It was in the late 90s, I feel like. Heaven's Gate? Yeah, that might be it.
1: Mass suicide in San Diego?
0: Yeah, that that sounds like... I just remember seeing photos as a younger kid, and it was... All these, it was like on NBC5, Nightly News, and it was like... I'm Googling right now, but... Pictures of all these dead people in rooms on bunk beds with sheets. I think they were like black, maybe. A
1: religious cult, nearly 40 of its members were discovered dead at a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Now, these are a little bit more cult-ish, well, True, but, but they're also there's also in... sexual allegation yes. abuse within these organizations. This would be considered a religious organization,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a.k.a. religious cult. But, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say the Catholic Church to some could be considered a cult. It's, yeah, yes. It's an organized religion, and... Yeah, so you have. It's this isn't new. This is every religion is affected by this. It's just unfortunately, every
1: institution in power is affected by this. It just is how
0: they choose to handle it, which most of the time is cover up. Mm hmm. And the, I think the Roman Catholic Church, because they. Are so prominent and they have, I mean, if you can give out billions of dollars in settlement money, how much money are you actually sitting on? Mm -hmm. Like, so you're extremely powerful and you're very wealthy and you can almost, we all know power and money and fame can, you can get away with pretty much anything. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Very, very sad. Weekly spotlights. (laughs) I guess
1: weekly spotlights. Alrighty, first we have Athena Brownfield, who is four years old when she was last seen on January 8th, 2023 in Cyril, Oklahoma. Athena is described as a white female with brown hair and blue eyes. She was approximately three feet, one inches tall, and weighed around 45 pounds when she went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Cyril Police Department at 580-464-2216. Next, we have Rosabelina Batista Lopez, who was 16 years old when she was last seen on October 7, 2022, in Silver City, North Carolina. Rosabelina is described as a Hispanic female with black hair and brown eyes. She was approximately 4 feet six, 6 inches tall and weighed around 90 pounds when she went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Chatham County Sheriff's Office at 919 542 Two eight one one. And lastly, we have Kevin Rivera, who was 17 years old when he was last seen on November 9th, 2022, in Pflugerville, Texas. He is described as a Hispanic male with black hair and brown eyes. He was approximately 5 feet 3 inches tall and weighed around 134 pounds when he went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Pflugerville Police Department at 512-990-6700. And all of these missing posts, missing persons can be found at missingkids.org. That is M-I-S-S-I-N-G-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G.
0: My little Megan's growing up. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that's really all we have for this week. Um, Yeah, there is still time to donate for the scholarship fund. I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll have a few days left. But you guys can still go and donate, help us get that goal of $10,000 every day. We are a little bit closer, so it's exciting to see that number grow. This is going to be so incredibly beneficial for a survivor here locally in North Texas to further their Education and continue to just be productive members of society and rehabilitate back into normal life. And that's really what we want as a society. So go help. Donate at lastwordbysl.com. Until next week, true crime friends, I will remain loud, bold, and out there with all I do. And you guys stay vigilant, be aware, and always remember what the world needs now is love, not hate. Yes. Don't forget to like, comment, share, donate, please. Bye.
1: Last Word is committed to raising $10,000 for C7 Gateway Scholarship Fund. And since January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, we are asking you to help us reach that goal together as a community of people against human trafficking. Go to LastWordbySl.com by sl.com and click on the Donate button to help us reach this goal. Last Word is a lifestyle brand focused on all things anti-human trafficking. According to the International Labor Organization, over 260 million children are forced into employment around the world, making textiles and garments for the demands of fashion trends we see all on social media. This will often come at the price of a child being forced into labor trafficking. Our ambition at last word is to reduce the exposure of those who are trafficked around the world, starting with the garment industry. Last Word offers consumers a refreshed look at recycled, repurposed, and reloved fashion trends. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that fashion has a way of circling back around, and not always in the best way. Last Word takes all those unwanted and undesired garments, giving them a little TLC or repurpose to create a divine collection you will feel confident, amazing, and inspired in when wearing. Follow Last Word on Instagram at lastword underscore by SL, and... And visit us online at lastwordbysl.com to get your latest fashion trends everyone will be sure to ask you about.
0: Human trafficking true crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to two three three seven three three. Sexual abuse allegations and or crimes made against religious organizations, their leaders, priests, clergy members, or hierarchy is probably something most around the world are familiar with. Our listeners have probably heard a story or two of sexual crimes related to a church or religious leader. Warren Jeffs, the leader of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or better known as the FLDS, who is now a convicted child rapist. Then there is David Koresh from our own backyard of Waco, Texas. He has been accused of physical and sexual abuse against children but died from a gunshot wound to the head after a subsequent raid by the ATF which led to a fire at his compound and the death of 79 people. Or the one that seems most recent is that of Josh Duggar, the oldest child from the TLC show 19 Kids and Counting, who took advantage of underage girls including his own family members. Possessed and watched illicit child exploitation videos and content, and his church leaders and elders and family members all helped to hide it, but the most famous or widely spoken about is that of the Roman Catholic Church and the abuse claims that have been made around the world going back decades, yet nothing ever seems to really stop this type of abuse from happening. We always seem to see new claims pop up against the Catholic Church every couple of years. Where more people come forward, more cover-ups are exposed, and no one is punished. At what point do we as a society stand up against the Catholic Church and their abusive power? At what time do we demand changes within the very establishments that millions of people around the world follow? When will the Catholic Church learn from the mistakes of their past and forge a way forward that truly embodies the work they claim to live by? Tonight, we give the victims of the Roman Catholic Church the last word. How's it going, Megan? It's going pretty good. Peace, who knew? It's a good day. It's a good day to be above ground. <laughs> oh, wow. What's that saying? Any day above ground is a
1: good day. Any
0: day above ground is a good day. Mm-hmm. Something like that.
1: That's good. That's I like that a lot.
0: Never heard that? No. Well, welcome.
1: My calendar today said that you should learn, and you should learn to not be stupid. So.
0: There's that. That's a thing for society as a whole. It's all learned not be. Let's all learn not to be stupid. Like the forty six men out of Dallas who were just yeah. We're oh, gonna geez. we're just gonna segue right into that. So as of this recording on Sunday, so a handful of days ago. By the time you guys listen to it, it will be almost a week and a half ago. But on Sunday, what date was that? The 22nd? I don't even know. Yeah, 22nd. No, yeah, Yeah. the 22nd of January. 46 men in Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area, so our own backyard, if you are not familiar with, we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. 46 men were recently arrested in a... Sex trafficking bust that took place here locally, and I don't have my phone on me right now because it's we're using it for other things, but I think that it said that 23 men's names were released at this time. Um, go figure. That would happen. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks like, what is this, 20... 26 names have been released, and I tell you, when I saw that, I looked so fast to see if I recognized anybody. I'm not even going to lie to you. I
0: did, too. I was like, all right, (laughs) the Metroplex is big, but anybody I know on this list, I did the same thing. I did the absolute same thing. And one of the main reasons I think that both of us did that is we had... At that point, when this first broke on Sunday morning, I had heard that there were quite a few people within the towns surrounding where we live. Yeah. And if you aren't familiar with where we live, yes, we live in, in a, sm- a small-ish town, but it's a town that is surrounded by a bunch of other towns. We're not like in the country. We're very yeah. much in the burbs, yep. and it takes 10, 15 minutes to get to any one of these cities that... Well, maybe not Mid- Midlothian. That might be a bit far, but Arlington's not far. Frisco yeah. is not far. South Lake is not far. Flower Mound is the absolute closest to us. Their school districts feed into our school district. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> the rumor mill on Sunday was that a coach in our school district was one of these men that was arrested. And yeah. I, I was very apprehensive to talk about this on any social platform on sunday and by monday more information had started coming out that we if you do follow our social pages i did share a couple of these stories on this but i didn't want to talk too much on this potential coach because we didn't really have a lot of the facts but since this has broke on sunday and it's now midweek we're learning that a
1: lot more news from the police department that we're able
0: to speak on it and it won't just be hearsay and we know that a high school coach in our district we have several high schools in our district but one of them recently resigned like as of friday or saturday whenever this broke Mm -hmm. I don't know that we necessarily want to release his name. You can go and find it. I don't want to do that on our platform just because we are connected with a lot of people in this city. And we do a lot of advocacy work. So we do want to make sure that we maintain some responsibility as far as what we're reporting. But you can find this information out. This type of sting, though, I do want to say... I don't have 100% facts on this, but from what I can read and what I have uncovered, this type of sting was more of the To Catch a Predator show. Like, if anyone ever watched that, it's that baiting. there. And I'm not – I have mixed feelings on this. Yes, we are catching people. We're not rescuing survivors. Like, I need people to realize I've seen a lot of misinformation on our, you know, local – uh facebook pages like the flower mound (laughs) group pages and stuff about this and a lot of information was misinformation on the fact that these were prostitutes and they wanted this lifestyle and we rescued these people and i'm like first of all we didn't rescue anyone this was a total sting operation where they baited this is what they do they bait these guys Whether it's to um, procure them, if you will, if they're soliciting for sex with a minor and or just prostitution in general. And from what the names that have been released, those were all arrest charges for prostitution. None of them were arrest charges for prostitution or solicitation, excuse me, of a minor. I think the names that weren't released are probably the ones that were related to. Yeah, and they're
1: probably trying to get what they can out of them. Well, as well, according
0: to the press release, right, one of them was a executive director for one of our major hospitals here. Yes, in the Metroplex, and there's quite a few major hospital networks here. That person's name, to my knowledge at this time, has not been released.
1: I have no.
0: It has the last not. time I feel like we did something like this, one of our Dallas County judges was busted. Nothing happened. If I don't, if I'm not speaking out of turn, I do think that nothing happened of that. So I'm wondering if the names that haven't been released are people that are a political stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happened. But yes, 46 people were were busted and it was over multiple agencies. The Department of Homeland Security's Blue campaign was behind this. They had a human trafficking task force, not one that I am directly or that we're directly connected with, but it's one here in the Metroplex was part of that. You had uh Dallas Police Department, Arlington Police Department, Frisco Police Department, South Lake Police Department, you had Sheriff's Departments, Flower Mount Police Department. I mean, it was the list of Law enforcement agencies involved in this was pretty extensive. So it was a pretty big bust. It happened over multiple days. Um, And yeah.
1: Yeah, with with a full hotel cooperation in downtown Fort Worth or Frisco. um, South
0: Lake too, right? Yes. I think it's Frisco and South Lake, which we are in. Legit, what, the smack dab middle of both of those cities? Yeah. South Lakes on one end and Frisco and Plano's on the other.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, kudos to them, honestly. It's really good to see some action happening. So, um, and I know the police chief is going to have many more statements that he's going to want to say in regards to it, but he's got a zero tolerance.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we all need to at this point, but especially when you look at what what did we say earlier? There was a, a youth pastor or a, a church affiliate person. Was Yeah, I
1: heard that on um, the news was that there was a youth pastor
0: and or a church deacon, someone that was in a church affiliation. I heard that. I heard that there was... I read it two different ways, that there was a teacher and high school coach. Yes. Or I read it that it was a teacher and a high school coach, which could imply that it was two different people. But either way, someone within a school district, we are aware... Definitely a
1: high school coach. I also want to say i heard that it was a college
0: something not necessarily a
1: professor but someone on a college we can
0: say though with pretty strong certainty that the coach in our school district was one of those that was busted in this bust and that that hits home for us i mean we're sitting here talking about this that is our backyard we can be there in a stones throw yeah. away like it's a our drive rival, is
1: it's our rival school so yeah they
0: do run up in yeah. our school district but they yeah. are rival exactly yeah. yeah so i mean these schools are all 10 at most at most m- 10. minutes away, yeah. 10 minute drive away depending yeah. on if you hit all the lights so it is our backyard and it's wild and it's crazy and it just goes to show that this is happening in our own backyard. Yep. We are not in a major ma- major, major, metropolitan city. <laughs> yeah. We are outside of a major metropolitan city, but we are very much the burbs. Mm-hmm. You would consider where we live the suburbs. You can take 20 minutes and be in downtown Dallas, and you can go 20 minutes the opposite direction, and you are covered with longhorns and cows and horses, and yeah. you're in farmland. So... It's wild it's happening right here in our own backyard in one of our own mandated school reported officials. We should note that as of this recording, there have been no allegations or no comments or concerns that this teacher did anything inappropriate with any of the students at the school. So we will make that known. That has been publicly stated by the school at this time, as well as some officials so as of this recording, that person has not, that we are aware of, done anything inappropriate with any of his students. With a minor. With a minor, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Well, on that note, shall we get to the uh, <laughs> the topic of discussion tonight?
0: Yes, yes. Why not? Let's do it. First of all, I'm really pissed that my phone. Yeah,
1: I really just said, fuck, No. <laughs>
0: I'm just done with it. We're just moving right along. All right. <laughs> so this case we tried to do last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it did not pan out as well as we would have preferred it to. It, it ended up being a little... We didn't feel comfortable posting that. No, yeah. um, So we paused on it and we did not do anything with it. And we decided to revisit it this year and we've... We're coming because we feel like it's an important topic to talk about, but it's an extremely sensitive topic mm-hmm. and it can definitely cause some waves. And we know we, well, shit, I guess we like to cause waves up in here. And that's what human trafficking is. And i that's what we're about is creating waves and making change. And this isn't a topic that we feel is the most Well, none of these cases are, you know, ones we want to report on, but this is definitely one that is personal for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be
1: super uncomfortable for this group of people to be accused of things like this. Right.
0: So if you haven't, we're figured out, we are talking about the Roman Catholic Church and all of the allegations within the Roman Catholic Church and what's going on right now with that. But... Full disclaimer, like we are not trying to discredit anyone's religion no. or their beliefs in a higher power. And if you are Catholic, you know, again, we are not trying to discredit anyone in their beliefs or Jesus or anything like that. We are more just focusing on the organized religion and the corruption within that organized religion and what is going on or lack thereof. And how there needs to be change. Exactly. So there's your warning.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you if you don't feel comfortable listening to us this week, that's okay. We'll see you next week. Um, But we'd love for you to stick around and hear us out.
0: Exactly. So at the start of summer last year, so 2022, several news outlets started to begin publishing articles stating the FBI had opened an investigation into sex abuse allegations that were going back decades within the Roman Catholic Church in New Orleans. And again, while this might sound like it's a repeated case, this is yet another probe into allegations that have already been made time and time again against the Catholic Church. And sadly, we never see any justice really ever being brought forward. It just seems like these allegations are made and then quickly another news cycle story comes around and we don't really talk about it. The facts, though, are that throughout the 80s and 90s, the cases of sexual abuse of minors in or by religious leaders started to receive some serious, significant media attention, which led to major public interest within Canada, the United States, Chile, Australia, Ireland, parts of Europe and South America. Now, if any of our listeners have done any of their own investigation, most of you are probably true crime fanatics and have probably seen the movie Spotlight. You know that in early 2001, editor Marty Baron of the Boston Globe assigned a team of journalists to investigate allegations of sexual abuse that had been made against Father John Keegan, I think is how you say it. I watched the movie last night just so like one <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but also... It's like, how do you say his name? And I think it's Father Ge- Keegan. Geegan? Whatever. He's a weirdo anyways. But this priest is accused of molesting and raping more than 130 children Jesus. across six different parishes in his 30-year career. I Just God. think that investigation is just what they uncovered. Those aren't even the cases that they know nothing about. This investigation, Megan, led to over 600 follow-up stories that were put out by the Boston Globe. They discovered one of the most massive global abuse of power within an organization that I personally have ever seen or been witness to. The Spotlight team uncovered over 1,000 survivors in Boston from 249 priests and brothers within the Catholic Church in Boston who had sexually abused children across 205 locations around the world.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I know. The investigation originally started with claims against Father John Keegan, but what ended up being discovered was that the Archdiocese Cardinal Law who was the archbishop in Boston at the time, knew about these crimes and allegations against Father Geegan and helped to cover it up.
1: And just swept it right under the rug.
0: He totally swept it under the rug. I mean, he had to have known that the fact that these crimes spanned across 205 locations, he's not the only priest that has mm-hmm. been doing this, and the fact that it did span across 205 locations further proves that higher, other higher fishing... Other higher ranking officials had to have known about these allegations against all these other priests and then just continued to allow it to happen by relocating them
1: it's just a continuous cycle of covering up because i'm up here and you're down here exactly it's just a continuous process and cycle not not only with just the catholic church it's it's everywhere
0: well yeah it's not just the catholic church it is absolutely everywhere anytime you have an organized
1: organized religion uh, an organized
0: religion for sure but also just you know human trafficking happens in your local thai restaurant your local Mm -hmm. nail salon your local massage parlor exactly so at any time an organized anything is together you're gonna have the possibility of corruption yeah. yeah but the Catholic church, 205
1: locations, 205
0: over locations, 1, victims, but that was the thousand victims was just in Boston. Oh my God. So if you have over a thousand victims in Boston alone, like let's just say that you have a thousand victims in every major city. And I did watch this. I've seen this movie before, but I hadn't seen it in years. So I rewatched it last night. And at the end of it, they had a list of all the cities that, led to they had a list of cities that they had uncovered from their investigation and i mean these cities were everywhere almost every major city in the united states was on there you had almost every major major city worldwide like london madrid like major cities across the world were listed but then you also had like you know El Paso, I mean, that's kind of a major city, but that's not a big, big city. Quote-unquote,
1: like, podunk little towns.
0: Everywhere. Anytime there's a Catholic church or a priest or a diocese or any of them, unfortunately, you probably have the opportunity for for further exploitation. So Father John Keegan was convicted of sexual abuse. He was basically stripped of his titles. I don't know how you say the word... Elias i I'm not Catholics. So I have no idea. But he was basically stripped of all of his religious standings, if you will. He was sentenced to 9 to 10 years in a correctional center mas- maximum security prison in 2002. And within a year, he was murdered by a prison inmate named Joseph Druse, who was already serving a life sentence. Wow. And he has come out to say that it was, you know to gain notoriety for killing a pedo priest. It was such a high-profile case. He was the priest that was the head of the Boston scandal. So, yeah, he gets murdered by this other guy. It's crazy. The pattern of abuse, though, within church officials, their hierarchies, leaders, even popes and politicians, they all show no, they showcase no remorse, no empathy for the victims of these crimes when they, continuously display a pattern of regularly covering up this abuse, hmm. relocating the accused priests. Have They have been accused of withholding information, sending motions to the court and appeals to the court to seal documents, and they really have truly had no accountability for their actions. Now, some priests here and there have, yes, but overall, knowing that the leaders within the the Roman Catholic Church like the cardinal law person dude who looks like a total not fun guy <laughs> um they all knew about this and so it's it's in I think at this point it's yes we need to criminalize the ones that have actually violated these children but you are secondary to this
1: right they need to be accessories to the crime
0: right i don't understand why we are not holding them accountable for accessories after the fact i think i say that like at some point but they they should be i'm not a lawyer but i don't understand it they if we have proof that they knew of this knowledge and covered it up relocating these priests to other parishes without informing law enforcement current parish they were at or the parish that they were going to you are now aiding and abetting this person Mm -hmm. you are you are accessories after the fact i i mean i don't know i'm not a lawyer but this makes total sense in my little yeah pea brain mind (laughs) ugh it's this pattern of abuse is just it has to stop and maybe with this new investigation with the fbi in new orleans we can start to see some changes with these types of cases and how they're handled Maybe we can finally start to see justice for the victims and changes within this criminal organization. I mean, religious organization. It's criminal and religious. I mean, it is a criminal organization in my opinion. I know I'm not trying to bash the <laughs> church, but in your when you're allowing no, yeah, criminal you're behavior to, to happen. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's... It's criminal and religious at the same time. Yeah. But not everyone's a bad apple.
0: Not everyone is a bad apple. I understand that. So the FBI is looking back through decades of cases involving priests with child sexual abuse claims all coming out of New Orleans. More specifically, they are trying to discover and take action of children that had crossed state lines by these priests so that they could violate them. Many of these cases were brought to light in 2018, but the abuse itself stemming from decades ago didn't really go anywhere because of statute of limitations. NBC New York article on this report states that, according to the former U.S. attorney in New Orleans, Peter Strasser, The issue has always been determining what the federal crime is. Peter declined to bring charges in 2018, saying he believed a federal case might be possible only to encounter a host of roadblocks, including the complexity of putting the Catholic Church on trial for charges like conspiracy.
1: Right, because they have their own governing way to punish Is that a word, the correct word?
0: So, I think we get into this a little bit later, um, but yeah, originally they were, any issues, any crimes, any reports of problems were all supposed to be reported back to the Vatican through the hierarchy within the Catholic Church.
1: It kind of reminds me of tribal and U.S. – Jurisdictions when it came to missing person cases,
0: that's a valid point. Actually, never really, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, red, a lot tape. of red tape,
1: there's a lot of miscommunication, there's not a lot of talking with each other within the departments. The Vatican
0: so and the Catholic Church kind of are like their own separate entity. The right. Vatican is its own city, mm-hmm. like their own little country kind of thing. I don't, again, I don't know all the ins and outs of how that works. Um. But I did watch this crazy thing on Netflix about a girl who went missing from the Vatican city. Her dad was like a Vatican official and just the crazy story of that from like the seventies. I don't remember the name of it. It was on Netflix, I believe. But from that, I learned like they are their own little entity. Right. They have their own little police force. They like do their own things. So yeah, when you have these crimes, we'll just report it to our officials and be like,
1: oh, right. But nobody, nothing, not ever- do anything. Yeah. yeah. So that that was a good similarity that I drawed right there.
0: I never would have thought of that, but I think that's actually a pretty good correlation between the two. So the issue that a lot of people don't realize with the Catholic Church and all the allegations is statute of limitation. A lot of these crimes have happened so long ago that statute of limitation has run out on them. And so prosecutors in this case are now hoping to use the man act against the accused priests out of New Orleans. Now, the reason for this is because there have been some recent wins from prosecutors in some seriously high-profile cases that have used the man act and gotten convictions out of them. That those cases being that of R Kelly and Galen Maxwell. And because prosecutors were able to use the Mann Act, it's kind of giving a renewed hope to a lot of these victims in the cases within the Roman Catholic Church because they go back decades and have been told time and time again that the statute of limitation is up. But because the Mann Act has no statute of limitation, if they can prove that these priests took these kids across state lines for sexual exploitation they might have a stance
1: they might have a case they might have a way to prosecute them
0: exactly the man act could be seen as a little controversial looking back on our history that we know now it has been reported as The White Slave Trade Act. It was passed in 1910 where it basically criminalized the transportation of any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution or debauchery or for any other immoral purpose. The most famous prosecutions under the Mann Act were those of Jack Johnson, the first African-American heavyweight boxing champion. He was accused of transporting a prostitute across state lines in 1913. The woman, who was a white lady, was actually Johnson's girlfriend, who (laughs) later became his wife. And that is believed to have been a racially motivated attack on Johnson. Well, right now, singer Chuck Berry in 1959 was convicted under the Mann Act for transporting a minor indigenous girl across state lines who sadly was arrested on prostitution charges weeks later. This is also 1959. Berry ended up serving a 20 month prison sentence as a result of that and some other criminal Uh, act like crimes that he had. And then Charlie Chaplin was also prosecuted under the Mann Act, but was subsequently acquitted. Now the Mann Act wasn't really used much after the conviction of singer Chuck Berry. It really kind of dropped off the radar as a way for prosecutors to prosecute an individual because it had become a very, racially targeted
1: yeah racially charged act
0: exactly so it wasn't really used a lot and after the whole incident with chuck berry but while it can be perceived as a controversial act or law and that has some
1: merit to stand
0: right and it has been used with nefarious intentions um but I want to encourage our listeners to try to find the positive side in this. And that this law was kind of ahead of its time as far as combating what we now know as human trafficking. Obviously, that wasn't a term they used back then. This law was one of the first of its kind in the US to aim, that was aimed at combating the increased demands of the sex industry in the United States at that time. And it has since been amended a few times to bring it more into modern day like term, because originally the law was for women and girls. Right. Right. So in 1978, Congress updated the definition of transportation, because I don't think the word transportation was originally in in there. So they clarified it a little more to add protection And they also added protection for minors of both sex, um, so both male and female, that were exploited sexually in some way. So it now covers both male and female. And then in 1986, they replaced the word debauchery and any other immoral purpose to say any sexual activity for which any person can be charged with a criminal offense. Now, according to an NPR article, they state that this allows the government to get out of the business of legislating morality while restraining the essence of the Mann Act as a weapon in the fight against human trafficking. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, we don't always have to come up with new laws and we may have laws that were crappy and could have been looked at and maybe were racially used in the past but okay we're all grown and we should be able to look at this law and say okay i think the intent here was basically this this this, so now this and let's this make
1: the words match what the intent was
0: let's bring it into the new age because we yep. don't live in that time this isn't 1910 anymore mm-hmm. like we're a little bit more inclusive We're not where we should be, I don't think, but we are way better than where we were. Exactly, yeah. So why not use this law as an opportunity? And if they can use this law in New Orleans, who's to say they can't use this anywhere else against all these other priests all across the United States? Mm -hmm. Now, according to one of the articles I used for research in this episode, more than a dozen abuse victims from the priest's in New Orleans have been interviewed in the last year by investigators. And there are cases of clergy members going on trips with minors to camps in Mississippi, amusement parks in Texas and Florida, where all of these minors would be abused by priests. And it was both boys and girls. There's like, that's another thing. I think a lot of people have this misconception that The Catholic Church only targets little boys. I think, yeah, um, I would think it's safe to say a majority of them may be boys, but Mm -hmm. they don't discriminate. Okay. They're, They're...
1: But with the use of them traveling across borders, that's where the MAN Act can come in, right?
0: Exactly, because it has no statute of limitations and it is... Because they're transporting them across state lines. Mm-hmm. So if they're going for a church outing to Six Flags over Texas or if you're going to Florida, Disney World or whatever, there's going to probably be paper trail of that.
1: Yep. Yeah, receipts.
0: So when little John Doe A and little Jane Doe A are sitting here saying priest so-and-so molested them on a trip too, and they can pull those records and say, well... John Doe and Jane Doe A. were both on that trip, and so is the accused. It's just further proving.
1: Right. It gives them evidence to stand
0: on and somewhere to look and start looking. Exactly. It is believed that the federal investigators working this case are trying to seek access to thousands of secret church documents that were produced throughout lawsuits and were shielded through a confidentiality order that was in place when the church filed bankruptcy in 2020. Now, according to a source—I know, but let me get through this one little section here. According to this source who spoke to the Associated Press on complete conditions of anonymity, because they're supposedly not supposed to be speaking on this— The source stated that those records are said to document years of abuse claims, interviews with accused clergy, and will show a pattern of church leaders transferring problem priests without reporting their crimes to law enforcement. Wow. So you have a church that filed bankruptcy. Yep. They're abusing all the and this is all just the new orleans Mm -hmm. this isn't like the whole roman catholic church filing bankruptcy because we all know they got billions and billions of dollars (laughs) they don't even need to be filing bankruptcy and we'll get into why (laughs) later but they file bankruptcy which i feel like is in total can religious organizations even file bankruptcy i mean obviously they can because they did i just didn't know that religious organizations could even file bankruptcy
1: Yeah, don't get me lying. I have no idea.
0: I don't either, but they get all these tax benefits. I feel like they shouldn't be allowed. I don't know. I don't know enough to speak on that, but they do file bankruptcy, the church out of New Orleans. Um, One, sorry, I lost my train of thought. One accused priest in this investigation is that of Lawrence Hecker. He is in, in his 90s. And he was removed from the church in 2002 after accusations. He abused countless children throughout decades of service and wow. tons of out-of-state trips that he took as a member of or a leader of this church. He has been accused of everything from molestation to rape.
1: Ugh.
0: Richard Tarrant, an attorney for Hecker's alleged victims, wrote in a court filing, hundreds of records currently under the confidentiality order will reveal in no uncertain terms that at least four archbishops of New Orleans knew that Lawrence Hecker was a serial child predator. When asked last year about his crimes, he responded with, I'll have to hang up. And that is what... Oh my God, yeah, yeah, I'm sure
1: there are hundreds of receipts and bank statements of him going on trips with kids and them coming back with stories.
0: Even if they didn't say any of those stories right away, obviously over yeah. time they've started yeah. to come out. But the fact of the matter is we know, especially from the 2001 Boston Globe Spotlight stuff, that these hierarchies within the Roman Catholic Church are notorious for, oh... You touched a little kid. Well, no, no sweat, Father John. You're just going to go to Parish XYZ in Podunk, Idaho or wherever. You're
1: getting a relocation. Surprise.
0: Yeah. Relocation package. You've got, you know, we bumped up your 401k. Like, way to go, Father John. No. Father John needs to find Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not <laughs> it's just i have a lot of like and this is kind of what happened last time we did this So i'm gonna i'm gonna re refrain from what i have to say so um remember how i said in 2018 that a lot of these allegations in new orleans had started to come out and that u.s attorney peter peter something declined to press charges mm-hmm. um In this case, well, basically, it's he said that it would be hard to have a battle against the church, which I can understand because the church has a lot of power and a lot of money. And to put them on trial... And a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of political people are... Yes. They back that. So it's... You're attacking someone's religion when you're you're, saying that someone in this organization knew about this multiple people knew about this I mean I hate to say it but yes we are fundamentally attacking the organization as a whole Mm -hmm. and it puts a lot of people on edge because it's that we all want something to believe in we all want a leader we all want that person of yes I stand with them and they're the person I'm going to follow and our churches and our our religious leaders are that
1: and unfortunately they also have skeletons in their closets
0: they totally do so
1: that's yeah
0: they totally do and we i think that taking them to court is an extremely hard uphill battle and challenge because it is such a i mean we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of a religious organization that is tied deep into almost every major country in the Mm -hmm. the world um so yeah it it's hard to and when you have that kind of financial backing nobody wants to see their the pillar of a religious organization i mean roman catholic church we all yes there's multiple 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 different religions but Majority of people know about the Roman Catholic Church and they're very prominent and they're very, very well off, well to do. I don't know what the right word is I'm looking for here, but they have a lot of prominence and a lot of power. And when you start attacking them, we're now attacking politicians. Yeah. You're now attacking political leaders. I mean, a lot of people are
1: Catholic. Yeah, but some, but they do. The people that are responsible for these crimes do need to be held responsible for them. And I feel like that that should be handled
0: outside of the church. It absolutely should because it's a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. The church should not have anything to do with that. So... I want to go back, circle back to this, though. The 2018, they bring out all this stuff, and the U.S. Attorney Peter declined to press charges because he stated it would be hard battle against the church to put them on trial, um, accuse them of conspiracy, the publicity behind all of it. And this, basically, everything that happened in New Orleans around 2018, it's putting the church under an immense amount of pressure, yet again, because they're having to deal with these firestorm claims of sexual abuse. Well, it's been reported that the bankruptcy the church filed in 2020 and all the documents that were sealed with it also froze a separate court battle over a ton of, diff- of confidential emails Ugh. describing the behind-the-scenes PR work that executives for the NFL New Orleans Saints did for the Archdiocese in 2018 and 2019 to help contain the fallout of the abuse claims from these clergymen. The New Orleans Saints have stated that they only helped with messaging, and the attorneys in the case have stated that court records that the New Orleans Saints officials joined the church's pattern and practice of concealing it's crimes. Mm-hmm. I'm over I here like conspiracy, that. cover up, conspiracy, blackmail, <laughs> good old boy network. I mean, it just, New Orleans is very much, I mean, that's everywhere. Good old boy network is still going on. Mm-hmm. It happens even here. Right.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good old boy network. But when you
0: have this, did you, I question, because I question everything did u.s attorney peter decline to press charges because he really felt like it would be a lost battle and not do not do the proper justice it deserves or did you not pursue charges because maybe you got blackmailed you're a part of this again i have no idea i'm not trying to accuse this person of anything but it's too
1: big of a fish to fry for one man
0: yeah I mean, what I think I wrote in my notes that all of this just smelled like three three day old reheated Brussels sprouts from the mi- microwave in your break room. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> it is though. It's really gross. <laughs> it is though. It's gross like that. That gross. Yeah. I had a coworker. It's uncomfortable,
1: gross, and just smells bad.
0: Yeah, and it's not just New Orleans. That's the thing. We know this is happening everywhere. I said it at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, just the different people. But you've got Theodore McCarrick. 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 I am like horrible at names. Theodore McCarrick. He is a former Roman Catholic cardinal in the U.S. who was defrocked over claims he sexually assaulted a teenager in New York in the 70s. Wow. Which he has turned around and said he has no recollection of the abuse and ple- pleaded not guilty. <gasps>
1: I'm sorry. What do you... Oh, God. He has I no recollection. I have reco- amnesia. I have no idea what I did. <laughs>
0: yeah. I robbed the 7 of a Slurpee. I have no recollection of that. <laughs> he
1: could have said any other word.
0: Anyways. <laughs> His lawyer clearly did not review that statement, but the Catholic Church in Scotland announced that it was setting up an independent watchdog to deal with abuse claims against members of the clergy following a number of sexual scandals where the church was accused of failing to respond to concerns germany's top roman catholic uh Person, Cardinal Reinhardt Marx, offered his resignation over child sexual abuse scandals, saying it was important to him to share the responsibility of the catastrophe. Okay. That you created, bro. You did,
1: yeah. That,
0: well, well and the sad part is he later rejected his recogna- resignation and the church didn't do anything about it. Oh, oh wait, they God. did. They just gave him a new place to go.
1: Oh, just kidding! You can go to this place; it's fine.
0: And you can do whatever you want to all these other kids, because no fuck? one's. We're gonna look a turn a blind eye. Look, look the other way. In November of 2020, New York Attorney General filed a lawsuit against the Buffalo Catholic Diocese, alleging its leaders protected priests accused of child abuse, child sex abuse. The diocese has pleaded, pledged full cl- cooperation with authorities. And another one was the French priest Bernard Prinant Did I say that right, Megan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was sentenced to five years in prison in March of 2020, so that was pretty recent, for sexually abusing dozens of children in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. During his trial, he told the court he had not understood how serious or <laughs> grave his crimes were. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I just, these quotes, wow.
0: You're leading a church of people that are, we're all sinners, right? Like, I'm Mm not, we don't want to go too far down the religious rabbit hole, but if you choose to believe in a higher power and you choose that higher power to be God, you are basically accepting the fact that you are a sinner and we sin all day, every day. No one is perfect, but you're sitting here, leading people and supposed to be leading people away from sin turning them to jesus and you're gonna sit here and say that you don't even know how grave your crimes are i don't remember that i don't remember
1: i have no recollection
0: i didn't think it was that big of a deal (laughs) what in what world in what world monsters uh his conviction though Wait, I was on the French guy, right? So Mm -hmm. he said that he didn't didn't think that his crimes were that serious. And then we have the Australian Cardinal George Pell, who was the most senior Catholic figure who has ever been jailed for crimes. He had his conviction for child abuse overturned in April 2020 and was freed from prison. Now, the Australian High Court judges agreed that the jury had not pro- properly considered all the evidence presented at trial. The former senior advisor to the Pope had, has consistently maintained his innocence. The church is basically doing nothing but aiding and abetting them.
1: Exactly. They're just, they're trying to cover up the bigger message, not the one that they need to be exposing. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't want to admit their wrongs. Correct. Pope John Paul II, who was the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican City State from 1978 until his death in 2005, which I do remember when he died, allowed the disgraced figures of the center of the Boston scandal that we talked about earlier, Bernard Francis Law or Cardinal Law, to be given a symbolic role in Rome close to the Vatican and allowed to maintain his ranks after everything that went down. Pope Benedict, who took over in 2005 and resigned in 2013, has been accused of failing to protect the children within the church and suppressing the investigation into the abuse, all claims that he has denied. And so when he was Pope in 2011, Pope Benedict told bishops in new guidelines that they had to report any suspected cases to local police promptly, while previously all cases were supposed to be referred to Rome directly first. to Rome. Mm-hmm. Which is how Cardinal Law walked away because they had proof that he knew that Father Gag- Kagan Gagan. Keegan, whatever his name is, pedo priest dude in Boston, was doing this and had been doing this, but cardinal law knew this and they had proof of that. But because it wasn't a law, apparently until 2020, I'm sorry, 2002, that they were then reported, required to report the abuse to law enforcement. So reporting of abuse by a mandated person in Boston, priests were not among them. So priests didn't have to report any type of... So Cardinal Law walked away from his knowing of this shit because he is basically saying, well, it wasn't a law. I didn't...
1: I didn't have to tell you. I could just tell Rome and then they could fix it for
0: me and sweep it under the rug. And are we even actually even telling Rome until it gets to the point that it's become too big of an issue? Well, that's true. And then it's like, surprise, Rome. Right. (laughs) But I doubt that. I think they all knew. I think if you're especially for this Cardinal Law... Guy to then get promoted to this church in Rome, which they, everything I have by all accounts I have read, him getting transferred to that church in Rome was looked at as a promotion because you aren't a low level archdiocese, cardinal, bishop, yada, 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 Catholic person and get to go to rome because when you're in rome and you're in the vatican and you're there you're going to all the big big dog stuff all the big Mm -hmm. meetings and all the things where the conspiracy theorists and all those people run wild with what's really going on in the underground tunnels of the vatican and what they're really suppressing so a lot of people looked at him being as a promotion to get to go from boston to there and I think it's almost a slap in the face, like, oh, you you knew about the rape and molestation of all these kids." Well, good job, Father Cardinal law, douche canoe. You can come to Rome and come to our special city where we have no laws and you can just keep on <laughs> Keep on. on raping kids, like oh, God. I mean it is what it is. Yeah <laughs> Thoughts, comments. You don't got much to say on that, Megan? I don't know. It's just, it's just this thing that I keep
1: saying. It's just a continued cycle of abuse, and until something's done about it, trafficking is still going to be present in the Catholic Church, whether they want to admit it or not.
0: I don't think they want to admit that it's human trafficking. They just want to admit that it's sexual abuse. But this is. You're taking kids across state line, and any kid that is involved in any type of commercial Sexual exploitation is automatically, by law, a victim of human trafficking, regardless of the state's age of consent, because federally, the age of consent is 18, so I don't care if your state's age of consent is 16. Federally, it is against the law, and it is. It's straight-up human trafficking Mm -hmm. at this point. Pope Francis had called for a decisive action when he was elected in 2013. He created a special panel that was set up to deal with the issues but that has had to deal with their own setbacks with several high level resignations and scandals of sexual abuse, like the ones we've been talking about here in New Orleans and probably other ones as well. In 2017, Marie Collins, an Irish survivor of abuse, left the group citing stumbling roadblocks and hindrances. During a summit in February of 2019, Pope Francis promised to end cover-ups saying that all abusers would be brought to justice. His announcement of changes to the law marked the biggest overhaul of the Roman Catholic Church's criminal code in decades. The new rule, which went into effect in 2022, makes sexual abuse, grooming minors for sex, possessing child pornography, and covering up abuse a criminal offense under Vatican law. The Pope said that he ain't. the aim was to reduce the number of cases in which the penalty was left to the discretion of the authorities. Basically, he's saying... So you just admitted it? <laughs> I mean, he's basically just giving the... I feel like they're not taking any responsibility or action. I do agree with you in that they should not be the ones to handle the... No penalty and the prosecution part of it, but I almost feel like he's kind of like, oh, well, we were supposed to be doing it, but now we're letting you do it, so y'all figure it out, but we're not really going to do anything. But they just admitted it. That's just what... Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. I mean, I, I don't know that I think that they've ever denied... Well, I take that back. I think in the beginning, in the early years of this, in today's day and age, I don't know that they'll necessarily deny... They can't deny that this has been going on or has gone on i think they would more deny if it was coming out that there were new allegations of like Mm -hmm. someone was taking advantage of last week or something but i think they just tried to sweep it under the rug more so than anything yeah in august of 2018 pope francis wrote to the roman catholics condemning condemning the sex abuse that had been going on and demanding, again, demanding <laughs> an end to the cover-ups. The cover-ups that you are the leader of.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I understand he understand. may not
0: directly be covering up for Pope or <gasps> okay, for Cardinal well, Law. that's fine, but Cardinal someone Law. needs to
1: stand up and be like, oh, you know what? You know what happened in Boston? Like, that actually that actually did happen. Our, our bad. Sorry.
0: Right. Again, I'm not... I'm I am not saying that any of these popes have or have not sexually abused any children but to add to what you're saying Megan you are the leader of this organization mm-hmm. that millions of people are following so mm-hmm you may not have directly or indirectly done anything but as the leader you're the one that is going to ultimately have to take the brunt of the responsibility and the na- like be the public face of hey we screwed up we screwed up royally this is not okay and instead of sitting here saying oh we're going to do these political or these camp you know committees to stop this or we're going to enforce new laws no you need to come out and say We are removing every priest that has ever been accused of this until further matters have been resolved. Criminal actions have been taken because, yes, you are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law in the United States. But that's the other problem. This has been happening all around the world. So how do we go about combating and criminalizing all these people in other countries?
1: It's a large task. That's all I have to I, it's, it's, a, it's, a it is, it's a lot.: It's a really large task, and until one leader stands up and does something about it, there won't
0: be any thing that anybody can do, unfortunately. Right, We're kind of our hands are tied. The only thing that the church has done is between the years 2000 and 2010, they have paid out an estimated three billion dollars. Like, it's been in the billions that they have paid out to the victims of these diocese settlements. So if the church has billions of dollars... Is
1: that hush-hush money? uh Or is that, listen, we fucked up, we know that, sorry, money.
0: I think it's both. If you go back and watch Spotlight, like, they, they uncover that several of these victims were... Given settlements, they were forced to sign confidentiality agreements. It was all kind Ugh. of like swept under the rug type thing um and they're you know obviously it's a cinematic movie, so take it for what it is. I don't think everything in it is you know completely factual, but they do highlight in the show that some of these people were told by the archdiocese and all these people within the Catholic Church that. This never happens this is you know let's let's try to keep like we don't want to ruin the church let's try to keep this under wraps so i think there definitely was some hush hush about it but my point is if you're paying out billions billions of dollars to cover this shit up like that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money It's, it's a lot of money in 2012 Pope Benedict told bishops in new guidelines that they had to report any uh, suspected cases to local police promptly when previously, as we stated, all of those cases had to be referred to Rome and the Vatican. So that's the case with New Orleans if they can use the man act. And I know we didn't really touch too much on all the things going on in New Orleans. Cause there really isn't a whole, whole lot. The names of the victims and the survivors, um, and, and what happened to them isn't necessarily out and about, and this is an ongoing active investigation. And so there's not a whole, whole lot to report on the actual situation within new Orleans. I think it's, I find it interesting that the saints PR saints got involved Mm -hmm. with the PR aspect of it that's interesting to me especially because you find a lot of these organizations are cross-connected with other major organizations so one would be inclined to believe that there's cross-contamination as far as corruption Mm -hmm. I find that interesting um I find it interesting and kind of appalling that they have paid out Billions of dollars. I mean, not appalling that they've given this money to these these victims and survivors because they need that. But I just find it disgusting that it's we have to spend billions of, billions dollars. of dollars on but, that. But no jail time. No real it's not even the jail time I'm going after. It's the fact that you're still allowing these people to be around other children. In what world is that okay? Let's, let's break this down for just a second. If you were, say, a youth pastor at a church five minutes down the street from us and five of your 25 students came forward with allegations of you sexually abusing them, our little church five minutes down the road isn't going to turn around. And granted, they're not the Roman Catholic Church, but they're not going to turn around and say, that's okay, Father so-and-so or pastor whoever. You're going to go to this church that we have in freaking Tennessee or whatever. No, they're going to be held accountable and go to jail or be tried by a jury of their peers. But that doesn't happen with the Roman Catholic Church. It's like they just get this, they don't even get slaps on the wrist. They almost get the... You get traded to go somewhere else. Like, you are not yeah. held accountable. And, and then you're... I got sidetracked. So you have this someone who does this and they say they get out of it they're now registered sex offender they're not allowed to be anywhere near children they're not allowed to be anywhere near a school or any of that so if if a priest was truly held accountable they're not going to be transferred to another location where they are going to be in catholic schools where they're going to be in playgrounds around children because a true registered sex offender would not be allowed to do that so why are the priests and the clergy and all the people within the roman catholic church Or any other church allowed to do that. It's not fair because you and I aren't going to be allowed to do that. I'm not above the law. (laughs) No, no, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Hopefully, so. What are all of your thoughts, opinions? I mean, that's pretty much the main. The main thing is we're hoping that they can use this MAN Act because there is no statute of limitation. The MAN Act will allow them to prosecute some of these people. But I almost wonder if if it will expand outside of New Orleans because we know that this type of abuse, these priests were relocated. So mm-hmm. can we use the MAN Act in other locations and can we not use charges of aiding and abetting or accessory after the fact
1: i feel like there should they should be able to use it if they can effectively use it in this case in new New orleans i know we don't know a whole lot about what's going on and you know this isn't the first time that we've discussed this so i just hope that they do what needs to be done to where we can now set a new precedents precedence for how you go forward when dealing with a religious entity.
0: Agreed. I absolutely agree. I mean I yeah.
1: It's such a hard topic too though. Um because they have so much power and so much sway.
0: They have a lot of power. And I wonder if that's why a lot of people are scared to bring just like any type of justice forward. Or prosecution forward because of the statutes of power that these people possess.
1: I, I I would agree with that. I think that you've got a little bit of conspiracy going on there. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but...
0: I think we all kind of can <laughs> when be. When one is presented to you... <laughs> I am down for a good conspiracy if it is plausible makes you think can be like okay i can see where we're going with mm-hmm.
1: this i think that it just needs to it's just one of those things like you, there's so many other religious organizations that have been taken down by things like this and this one is still going strong because it has been around i mean it is one of the three major religion religions yeah. in the
0: world right um Yeah, the power behind it, I think, is when you were talking about other other religious leaders. I know I have notes in here. We've got like Warren Jeffs from the LFLDS, whatever that church bullshit is, um, and all of his like entangled sexual crimes. He was marrying. um, He had multiple wives. Many of them Mm -hmm. were minors. He had abused the boys, you know, physically and mentally, and same with the girls. Latin America. Their most widely known sex scandal was that of Father uh, Marcel Marcel, Marcel, if I'm saying that right. He was the founder of the Legion of Christ, a Roman Catholic congregation that was created in the 70s. He's been accused of sexually abusing at least 60 minors and fathering at least six children with three women that we know of. There's also a, I'd never even heard of this guy, David Brandt Berg. He is known as King David, Mo, Moses David, and Father David. And he founded the New Religious Movement, which is now currently known as the Family International. He founded this in the late 60s, and they had their claim to fame because of incorporating sexuality into their spiritual message and recruitment methods.
1: Well, yeah, and then you also have uh, the People's Temple with Tim Jones. Oh, was that the guy with the bunk beds? No, this was the Kool Aid guy,
0: and he Drink was the shot. Kool-Aid. He is—he was like in South Africa. Is he the one where everyone died from drinking the Kool Aid, but he was yeah. shot and no one knows how Guyana? he died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's the guy that had? There was one who had um, a group of people, and they were all dead. I don't know if they drank Kool Aid or what they did, but they were all like all in bunk beds, and they all had sheets over over their like bodies. Do you know what I'm talking about? You were definitely not born. It was in the late '90s. I feel like Heaven's Gate. Yeah, that might be it. Mass suicide in
1: San Diego.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like it. I just remember seeing photos as a younger kid, and it was. All these, it was like on NBC5, yeah, Nightly but... <laughs> News, and it was like... I'm Googling right now, but... <laughs> pictures of all these dead people in rooms on bunk beds yeah. with sheets. I think they were like black, maybe. A
1: religious cult. Nearly 40 of its members were discovered dead at a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, these are a little bit more cult-ish.
1: Well, true, but are also rooted also in... there's also
0: sexual allegation yes. abuse within these organizations this would be considered a religious organization mm-hmm. aka religious cult but yeah. i mean i guess you could say the catholic church to some could be considered a cult it's it, yes it's an organized religion and yeah so you have it's this isn't new this is every religion is affected by this it's just unfortunate every that.
1: institution in power is infected by this it just is how they choose to handle it which most
0: of the time is Mm cover-up and I think the Roman Catholic Church because they are so prominent and they have I mean if you can give out billions of dollars in settlement money how much money are you actually sitting on Mm -hmm. like so you're extremely powerful and you're very wealthy and you can almost we all know power and money and fame can you can get away with pretty much anything yeah sad Sad. Very, very sad. Weekly spotlights? (laughs) I guess weekly spotlights.
1: Alrighty, first we have Athena Brownfield, who was four years old when she was last seen on January 8th, 2023 in Cyril, Oklahoma. Athena is described as a white female with brown hair and blue eyes. She was approximately three feet, one inches tall, and weighed around 45 pounds when she went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Cyril Police Department at 580-464-2216. Next, we have Rosa Belina Batista Lopez, who was 16 years old when she was last seen on October 7, 2022 in Silver City, North Carolina. Rosa Belina is described as a Hispanic female with black hair and brown eyes. She was approximately 4 feet 6 inches tall and weighed around 90 pounds when she went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Chatham County Sheriff's Office at 919-542-2811. And lastly, we have Kevin Rivera, who was 17 years old when he was last seen on November 9, 2022, in Pflugerville, Texas. He is described as a Hispanic male with black hair and brown eyes. He was approximately 5 feet 3 inches tall and weighed around 134 pounds when he went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Pflugerville Police Department at 512-990-6700. And all of these missing posts, missing persons can be found at missingkids.org. That is M-I-S-S-I-N-G-K-I-D-S dot
0: O-R-G. My little Megan's growing up. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's really all we have for this week. Um, yeah, there is still time to donate for the scholarship fund. I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll have a few days left. But you guys can still go and donate. Help us get that goal of $10,000. Every day, we are a little bit closer. So it's exciting to see that number grow. This is going to be so Incredibly beneficial for a survivor here locally in North Texas to further their education and continue to just be productive members of society and rehabilitate back into normal life. And that's really what we want as a society. So go help, donate at lastwordbysl.com. Until next week, true crime friends, I will remain loud, bold, and out there with all I do. And you guys stay vigilant, be aware, and always remember what the world needs now is love, not hate.
1: Yeah, don't forget to like, comment, share, donate, please. Bye.